Welcome Awakening Hearts. I hope you are thriving. I'm really excited today to be uh, having a conversation with Mark Silver. Welcome, Mark. I'm just kind of reading over your bio and everything that you do. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's been a fairly gentle entry into the new year for me, despite everything going on in the world. So I'm nice. good. Yeah, very easy to get distracted on what's going on in the world, for sure. Yeah, staying focused on like, what's in front of us, what needs to be done right now, right, to keep moving forward. But I love that you teach thousands of people, individuals, and have sessions with entrepreneurs, especially, Mm -hmm. um, and like classes and seminars um, about heart-centered entrepreneur and business. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So the world of business is pretty toxic. (laughs) It's dysfunctional. It's wreaked a lot of havoc on the world, on our environments, on our communities. And yet business, you know, commerce, trade is part of humanity. It has been in a variety of different forms as long as we've been around. And um, hasn't always looked like this, but it's looked like a lot of different things. And I'm really committed to helping to bring healing into the context of business. Every act of business can be an act of love. And, you know, we've worked with so many business owners who are, you know, they're, they're a lot of them, <laughs> yes, they have passion in their heart. There's something big, you know, they really want to help people. They want to engage and do good things, but they're also like needing to keep the lights on and keep food in the fridge and like, you know, bake their bills and care for their loved ones. And, you know, to be able to walk that line in, can be can be pretty challenging and that's you know that's where my heart and my passion has been these last you know 23 years I love it yeah it's it's business is very toxic and I'm I'm a contractor so I go in and out of not only businesses but state government and federal government mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of toxicity uh within those structures <laughs> very interesting <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and, uh, for sure. And um, and locally being able to pay it forward and having um, heart centered. What do you do for businesses? So, you know, what we have, what I've developed over the last 20 plus years is an integration of Sufi based healing, um, spiritual healing with really nitty gritty business topics like we have an entire model of how is a small business, a, a micro business, how does it develop in stages, a developmental model that goes through three or an optional fourth stage of development. We have a model for heart-centered marketing, the three journeys of marketing. We have um, uh, trainings and coaching and healing that applies to all of the key elements that a business needs to be successful, especially these micro businesses, although we have worked with some larger businesses, but it's the self-employed person of the business where there's a handful of people and they're trying to make their way without taking on terrible business practices. And so, you know, we're wanting to see that integration of love and practicality. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very practical person. My past career, uh, I was a paramedic. I like you know, it's like, uh, I, I like woodworking, you know, where we live on some property and we're planting fruit trees and nut trees. Like I like, I like practical things and the heart of it, the love 
the healing is what I eventually came to understand is just so necessary because if all you're doing is the external work, you know, the external work is absolutely necessary, but if it's only that, then there's a deadness to it. There's a, there's a, it can become toxic. Even people with the best intentions can misstep and accidentally harm themselves or others. If you're not also connected to the love. Connected to the love. Yes. A lot of people who are going through this spiritual awakening, they start telling people, you know, about their spirituality and what they should be doing when in fact, what might be coming out of their mouths might actually be for themselves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. My teachers always said, you know, like if you get something in your heart with a client, like listen three times and slow down before you share it. Because <laughs> sometimes it's for you and not for them. So exactly. Yeah, it's it's like so true. Anytime I'm feeling something, pain on a physical any kind of emotion, I always ask myself, is this mine? And when it's not mine, it's, it leaves. So being in that connection is so, so important uh, for any kind of spirituality. Mm -hmm. and so I love what you said about the Sufi-based healing, this, this micro business model. And from what I've studied about energy and focusing our energy on something, it becomes an entity right? So my business is a corporate entity. Yours might be too. So it, it becomes yes. this entity or <laughs> what I like to call the, a soilless garden, right? <laughs> so it requires this nurturing. I love that. I love the model heartfelt, the heart. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I absolutely agree with that. You know, from a Sufi point of view, you know, all the different paths have different ways of talking about the same thing, right? It's, but it's, you know, from a, from a Sufi point of view, everything is an expression of the divine. And so as such, it has a divine reality to it. And so your business might, you know, anyone's business or a project or a home or everything has a heart. And so, you know, a lot of times we're working with our clients. I was, you know, just yesterday, one of the clients I was working with was, it's a very like, okay, you've got a lot of the practical pieces in place. They had, you know, pretty thriving business. They were, you know, uh, selling out a program, a uh, year long program that they're working on, um, really beautiful work and needing to listen to the heart, needing to listen to the heart of the business. And what is the business telling you? You know, what is the guidance there to help um, get some deeper nuance to get out of, you know, even no matter how enlightened or how deep your spiritual practice is, we're still human. Emotions arise, you know, we feel fear, we feel anxiety, we feel concern. And connecting with the heart of your business is a wonderful way to help get some grounding to help to not feel so alone and to help help get some contrary messages that can really help recenter you when you're facing these kinds of, you know, either challenges or questions or choices that are not so obvious to the mind, but the heart knows. I loved one of the topics that you gave for discussion. Um, the one about uh, the subtle spiritual art of bragging about your business for those who prize humility and don't want to be gross or hypey, but want to stand strongly in what they do. Yes. Tell us more. Yes. Yeah. So the thing is, <laughs> when you do something, 
well. And even when you're newer at something and you still have some, you're like your arms around it, some, you know, at least somewhat, you know, when you're, everybody's new at, at some point, you have to be able to speak about what you do. And the templates for that or the examples for that that we often see are unfortunately people bragging about themselves, you know, like using superlatives. I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. This work is fantastic. This is the best. This is the, and I think for most, you know, what do I want to say? I want to say that spiritually, when we're connected spiritually, humility is often a real primary attribute because how else do you, how else are you in a space of surrender? How else are you in a place of receiving and connection if you're not in your humility, you know, you can't have an inflated ego and also be connected in a profound way because that inflated ego is the disconnection from the oneness, from the larger reality. And so, and so those kinds of superlatives don't ring truth. They don't, they don't feel good to say, and they don't necessarily feel very good to hear. But what we can do is we can sink into the truth of where we're standing. And so what I often uh, advise people to do is to think about three particular areas uh, to, to speak the truth on. You want to speak about your, um, your training, like any kinds of training that you have, you can just say, yeah, you know, I, I trained, you know, I was a student of, uh, of a, of a sheikh, um, of a Sufi sheikh, and uh, you know, and I was trained personally by him and by other teachers in that lineage for years, as well as the other business training that I've received. You know, you can list out a lot of details, and what that does is that that third-party kind of training it it communicates something. You know, some people value it highly, some people value it less highly, but regardless, it communicates something. Then you can also speak to your experience. Even when someone's only been doing something for a few years, maybe two or three years, when you go through and actually add up the number of people you've worked with and the number of sessions, it, it mounts up pretty quickly, pretty rapidly. And so, you know, and so then you have this experience. And then the third thing is the passion. Like what, why do you care about what you do? And when you start to name the passion and the experience and the training, there is a solidity that is communicated. This is how I have our clients write bios as well. And people can rest into that. And there's a trust that's there. And you haven't done any boasting. You haven't spoken anything untrue. You haven't tooted your own horn. You're just speaking truth. And people feel that. And it, and it comes across very powerfully. Yes, for sure. People intuitively know. And I'm finding more and more people um, calling out fake, you know, and it, that tells me that they're training their bullshit meter, right? So, yes. yeah, so they're more in tune and they're calling it out. And I love what you said about humility and what you said about grounding. Humility is grounding. However, we're taught that humility is a bad thing. Right. So we yes. have this this polarization. Right. So humility is a natural state of being, you know, and but we're taught something quite different. And 
once we realize that it is a state of being, this is where your power is and you're automatically grounded. So I loved what you said about those three areas as well. You mm. know, first, what's your passion? Number one, what's mm. your why? And then everything falls into place. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So somebody with an awakening heart, um, mm -hmm. you know, that is kind of seeking, you know, you talked about practicality. <laughs> they're seeking that practical advice, business and spirituality. They're not separate. What would you mm -hmm. tell someone? So it's, it, this is a, this is a great, this is a great topic. I'm glad you brought it up because a lot of times people are often thinking about, well, how do I bring spirituality into business like how do I bring spirituality into business and you know if you think of an analogy it's like well how do I bring air into a house it's like it's it's we're talking about two different realms like they're two different things they're not at the same they're not like equal it's not like oh I have a business or a nonprofit and a government agency like you mentioned earlier it's like who are you know these are separate things or separate businesses it's like spirituality is already present the divine is already present. The love is already present. The question is, are we opening the eyes of our heart to see it, to experience it, to know that it's there? Can we find the love that is already present? Um, part of what happens, I think, and why business gets so toxic is not because love is absent, but because love is ignored, uh, is because it is not given the attention that it deserves. And it's considered either unprofessional or something that is going to detract from efficiency when love is uh, among many things that it is, uh, is one of the most efficient powers <laughs> in the, you know, in our, in our creation and the, you know, love can change reality in a moment. Love can, can, uh, create connections and move things forward with tremendous rapidity. So it's like, um, yeah. So yes, that's, that's a piece of what I would start, <laughs> start out by saying. To Wonderful. Someone. Yeah. Love can also create disconnections, you know, it could create connections, but then be in a space of humility and gratitude when we experience those disconnections, you know, and it can show us where we're attached. But yeah, um, I love that you talked about how it's already present. You know, it's like, you're not looking for peace. Peace comes from you. It doesn't come to you. And don't look for it you are the seed for it. <laughs> so you got to plant yourself and grow the roots. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it. and, and it's an interesting point there. It's like, so my understanding, so there's, there are two kind of, you're probably familiar with this. There's kind of two broad approaches to spirituality. There's imminent and there's transcendent, right? The transcendent is about, it's coming in from the outside. Imminent is that we find it within. And the truth is that both of those are true. Both of those are true. And sometimes our ego feels or our self feels very disconnected. And so we have an experience of peace or love coming in from the outside. And that's beautiful. And it breaks up barriers. And it, uh, as my sheikh would say, break your tomb. You know, it, would, it breaks open your heart and, and moves us forward. Other times, we're finding it inside ourselves already, the imminent, the rising up. And uh, I mention this because I think that sometimes uh, some people make themselves wrong because they're having an experience 
that it's like, hold it, but it doesn't come into me outside, but it hold it, but it, it's already in, it's like, we can have, the divine can come in so many different ways and all these different experiences help to complete our journey, help, help our heart to understand the journey that we're on in many different ways so that we are available in a wide variety of circumstances to be in service, to be cared for, um, to meet the challenges that rise up. I love that. The, the inner and outer realities, you know, you have a thought the outer reality is going to reach toward you. So all you have to do is meet God halfway. You know, just, <laughs> just meet God halfway. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of work. But um, yes, they are reaching for each other. I love that. Love it. Yeah. So you can't help but have the thought and the desire. And sometimes you just got to get out of the mind's way and follow the heart, even though the mind is like, but, but, but like Lot's wife turning, turning back, but wait, <laughs> but wait, and back, you know? So yeah, perfect. I love it. And looking at um, all the other stuff that you talk about, what would you like to talk about? I think I want to talk, you know, there's, there's so many different directions to go in and one of the topics that I think is most important for people that are on a heart opening path in business is I want to talk about the importance of mistakes. Um, my one of the one of the most profound teachings I received from my teachers that kind of like just like made me spin around and blink several times <laughs> is that um, my sheikh would say that the 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 mistake is the gateway to holiness, to righteousness, that that mistakes, like it's said in my tradition, in the in the Sufi Islamic tradition, it's it said that if human beings did not make mistakes, God would have created an entirely different race of beings in order to make mistakes, because mistakes are actually critically important. They're they're it's not like we want to go around doing them on purpose. That's not a mistake. <laughs> but making mistakes is a huge part of how our hearts grow, of how we walk forward, both spiritually and practically. I work with so many, I mean, I've worked with thousands of business owners at this point um, over the last 23 years. And, and so many people get caught up in trying to build a business from a point of not wanting to make mistakes. How can I make decisions that avoid mistakes? And I think that's the wrong question. I think that we're not wanting to avoid, I mean, of course we're wanting to avoid making terrible mistakes, but that's not the prime motivation or that shouldn't be like the main thing that a decision, a choice, a step hinges on. It's like, how are we going to grow? How are we going to experiment? How do we, you know, care for ourselves, you know, minimize the potential risk, but how can we make useful mistakes? How can we keep repeating the same mistakes? How can we learn from the mistakes and then make new mistakes that then continue to expand? Um, I had a client say to me once years ago when I was teaching a workshop, uh, I was up front and they're like, oh my goodness, I think I get it. You're up there and I'm down here because you've been willing to make more mistakes than me. And I, I can't disagree with that. Like I, I want my clients to be willing to make mistakes because when you have that willingness, when you have that open-hearted approach, that compassionate approach to mistakes, then 
it does allow you to look more directly at it and to um, then, you know, minimize and learn rather than try to avoid, which just makes things smaller and smaller. Love it. Yeah. Take the person out of the way and it becomes an experiment. Mm-hmm. For right. sure. Yeah. It's okay to experiment, right? That's why we it's call necessary, our, right? our program, um, our six-week course, um, the Awakening Hearts uh, Integration Lab. So mm, every yes. day you have Cert, every day you have the same questions you ask every day and you mark it down and over time you can chart your progress and mm. have measurable results so this is really good stuff for the mind because the mind is here to measure and compare and that kind of stuff and yes. so a lot of us need that mind work right and some the of mind us is care. important right <laughs> <laughs> sure huh. love it and uh yeah take the person out and make those mistakes i love it make those mistakes. They're experiments. How can I experiment today? Though I'm learning as an experimenter (laughs) and somebody who experiments a lot, (laughs) meaning a lot of mistakes, right? Right. Learning to set intentions and with your focus and intention, you create magic. So like my word for this year is strategic. So how can I be strategic? Mm, Beautiful. How can I set up strategies? So even for my mental health, I have a strategy set up where I know who I need to go to, you know, for my physical health, I have a strategy set up. So I know who I need to go to for my, my financial help. I have a strategy set up. So I know who I need to go to. So there are six areas of that, you know, manifestation, six areas of manifestation or whatever you want to call it. They're chopped up into a pie chart of where you put your focus, awareness and attention. But so much, so much of us is off on all these other things, including us, right? But hopefully this is benefiting those who are learning to turn off social media and, mm-hmm. you know, gather their energy back. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So much, Thank you. And I love I love what you said about these different areas and the and the strategy. And I love that you named that the stra- that your strategies are about like who do I need to connect to? Right. That's another thing that happens so often for business owners. Like, oh, I need to do it all myself. You know, it's like, no, get a bookkeeper, (laughs) get an accountant, get a web designer, like, you know, keep it cheap. Like you don't have to spend, you know, ungodly amounts of money, especially in the beginning. But it's like, you know, get, you know, make sure you're leaning in to reasonable, you know, help that's appropriate for where your business is. And the help um, you need. Yes, yes. for sure. Because a lot of this, a lot of business owners, micro business owners, they're just lacking skills. And a lot of it is basic skills. And a lot of it is communication skills. Yes. Those kind of things, because narcissistic behavior can stem from not communicating properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. This is, so how can people get a hold of you? Um, so uh, we live at heartofbusiness.com. That's where you can find us. We've got, um, there's, there's lots of ways to kind of taste what we're up to before, you know, investing in something. So, you know, start with our newsletter or start with one of our freebies. Um, I also have a book out heart centered business, um, uh, healing from toxic business culture so your small business can thrive and you can get that wherever you get books um and that's also like a you know a low commitment way to kind of enter this approach you know and seeing if this resonates if it's helpful 
absolutely everybody should read a book like that and be prepared for those kind of environments because they're all too common. Yes. Yes. All too common. And how do you protect yourself and not get hung up in that pendulum energy vampire whatever it right. is right well and, and, and how do you heal it in yourself and you heal it in yourself also because sure. so many of us have spent so much time in that we kind of unconsciously soak it up without meaning to it's like well ugh, you know we gotta and then we gotta clear it. that behavior right right right, right. We're and projectile just, vomiting on each other yeah it's unnecessary totally unnecessary <laughs> yeah so um yeah. And the book is, um, you know, we designed the book in particular. So, you know, it has links and QR codes. So there's like, you know, it's not just a book, but it, you know, takes you places to where there's, you know, guided exercises and, nice. uh, and, and remembrances and, um, you know, and blessings and things like that, that can really open your heart and, um, and give you some really practical insight uh, into how to develop your business. Very cool. Thank you so much, Mark, for being with us. Mm. Thank you, Awakening Hearts, for staying with us. And I would like to know what you think. I want to hear your thoughts in the comment. Let me know what you loved and let me know what you love more of. And in the meantime, keep being amazing.